Hello, everyone. Pretty But Weird, episode five. Welcome, welcome. So glad that you are here. What did you think of that intro music? Did you like it? I <laughs> I don't know why I waited so long to figure out some kind of music for the intro and outro of my show. I think I kind of psyched myself out, probably because I've literally never produced a podcast before, but I don't know. Something about it felt hard, so I'm really proud of myself for overcoming that and getting that done because that's kind of important, right? <laughs> okay. It's been a heavy week. Um, it's been a hard week for us too. You know, just like manically hitting refresh on my election results 2020 Google search page day in and day out. Um, so I kind of wanted to keep things lighter this week. I know that the last, well, really all four of my previous episodes have definitely been on the heavier side, a little more abstract, a little more emotional. So I decided it was time to practice a little bit of what I preached in last week's episode, which is gratitude. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. I was really proud of that one. I said some things that I needed to hear for myself too in that one. This is the month for gratitude, is it not? November. Thanksgiving is coming really fast, which I am very excited about. That is one of my favorite holidays. It's going to be weird not having family here and it's going to be weird not having all of my normal family Thanksgiving foods, but Thanksgiving is still Thanksgiving. The other fun thing that happens in November in our house is that it is Vincent's birthday on November 2nd. And Vincent turned 27 on Monday. Today's Friday when I'm recording this. So I thought in honor of Vincent's birthday month and the month of Thanksgiving, I would do 27 things I'm grateful for right now. These are in no particular order. Some of them are a little more serious. Some of them are really superficial, but that's okay. I'm cool with it. This is just the 27 things that I thought of first. And that means that they were in my brain. They're things that are mattering to me right now. So hopefully this will be fun for you. Hopefully it'll encourage you to do this yourself if you're kind of struggling through, you know, a tough election here. And let's get going. We kind of have a lot. I mean, 27 things doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm not just going to say it and go. Like I, I want to explain why I'm grateful for it a little bit. So we're going to see how long this takes. I'm not sure how long this podcast is going to be. Okay. Number one thing I'm grateful for, the weather. New York City in the fall is just so magical. There's just something about when the air flips from the humidity of summer to like the crispness of fall. It, it happens every year and one day it just feels different and you can tell and the leaves are changing and the, you know, the fashion changes and it's just uh, 110%. It is the reason that I love the East Coast and that I don't think I could ever live on the West Coast again because I, I just can't like fall is my time of year. It's just so perfect. Along with the crisp, cold, cozy weather is my number two, which is our cold apartment. I know that sounds weird, but our building management likes to wait until literally the last possible moment to turn on our heat. And although sometimes it is annoying to have to walk around with like five layers on, it's also cozy. It's cozy. It's so much better than like trying not to sweat in a tank top. You know what I mean? So I appreciate our cold apartment. I'm glad it's not too warm because there are definitely lots of New York City apartments where building managers turn on the heat way too early because of, you know, old people complaining. And they, it's just like the entire building is stuck with super hot apartments where they're just trying to fan the hot air out of their open windows. So I'm really grateful that we don't have to deal with that. That's one really nice thing about the place that we live. Another thing having to do again with the weather, I'm so sorry, <laughs> is the anticipation of snow. Today, it is a perfect 65 degrees, but a couple of days last week, it got down into the literal 30s and 40s. It was actually so cold, like fingers numb, red nose when you leave the house cold. And 
It just made me so excited for snow. Along with that, did you know that the almanac is still released every year? It's the Farmer's Almanac. Um, Those of you who paid attention in history class know that Benjamin Franklin published an almanac every year back when he was alive 300 years ago. And I guess it's still around. And I feel like they probably know a thing or two about the weather, having been around for a long time. And they, in the almanac say that it's going to be a harsh winter. And last year, we got pretty much no snow. My favorite thing about winters in New York is the snow because otherwise it's kind of just dreary here, dreary and cold. So I need snow. I need snow to make me feel excited about winter. And we didn't get any last year and it was depressing. So I'm hoping that the almanac holds true, that this is a harsh winter. It felt like it was going to be last week. I got real excited for a moment. So the anticipation of snow is what's keeping me going right now really and truly. Number four, the holidays making things feel more normal. Have you guys been experiencing this too? I feel like even though, you know, Halloween obviously wasn't normal, nothing is going to be normal. The Thanksgiving Day Parade, we're not going to be able to go to in person this year. We'll just have to watch it on TV. Everything really is, you know, still weird. But just the fact that the holidays are still happening in like some form is really giving me life. It's kind of like almost anchoring my year, you know, like this feels like the end of the year and it feels almost, almost normal. And I really, really needed that. I don't think I realized how badly I needed that this year. I really do appreciate the holidays being here. Number five, along with the holidays coming is Harry Potter season. I know this is not an officially declared season, but October through December, I think is unofficial Harry Potter season. Harry Potter just feels right for October. And because there's such an emphasis on the Christmas break and every year that the kids are at Hogwarts, you know, for basically the first six movies at least, it just feels like a holiday movie series. And because there's eight films to watch and so much emotion packed in there, it's just like, it just gives me all the feels in the best way during the holidays. So Harry Potter season is upon us. I have already binged all of the Harry Potter movies a couple days before Halloween and I am ready to start them again. I'm feeling it. So I'm really grateful for Harry Potter season. That's that's what I call this time of year. Number six, I feel like I can't neglect the right to vote. Um, it really, this year did feel like I was making a difference. I am living in New York City, but due to COVID, I still have not got my residency, like my driver's license and everything transferred over to New York City. That was something I was planning on getting done this year. It's really expensive to get a new New York City driver's license. And it just, it was taking me a long time to get it done. And then, you know, COVID happened in February. So at my year mark of living here, suddenly it was like we couldn't go anywhere. And I was not about to brave the DMV during this time. New York City DMV is really sucky on the best days. So all my stuff is still in Arizona. I was still registered in Arizona. And it turns out that it was great that I was because I'm really glad that I was able to influence things there. I feel like my vote had a bigger impact this year because I was registered in Arizona than it would have if I had voted in New York. So that was kind of nice. I felt good about that. Number seven, juicy reality TV. I am living. When I am not watching like Harry Potter or Twilight, I am watching reality TV. Selling Sunset was really great. The Bachelorette seasons this year. The Bachelorette this year is wild. I have had lots of like really serious conversations about Claire's behavior with lots of people. So if you're not watching The Bachelorette and you want some really good escapism, that's uh, that's where you should go. Another show that's been a really big surprise new favorite of mine is Labor of Love. <laughs> when the trailer for this came out, everybody was making fun of it because it's so ridiculous the idea of like a woman seeking just a baby making partner like it just felt gross and weird I don't know everyone was making fun of it but I I actually guys I tried it and it's so good (laughs) like it has a lot more heart than bachelor bachelorette but same similar kind of competitive feel and 
at least the first season had a happy ending. So I encourage you to try it out. Tell me if I'm crazy. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I like got really invested. So Labor of Love, surprise new favorite, Juicy Reality TV. There you go. Number eight. This one is a little bit deeper. So number eight is my bad job. <laughs> Here's why. As you probably know, I started working in anthropology literally the beginning of February and then, of course, shut down. So I was furloughed for several months, which was a, actually a huge blessing because I did get the unemployment payments during that time that I would not have gotten if I hadn't have been employed by, you know, a big company. Um, because before that, I was technically self-employed. I just I wouldn't have gotten like anything. It would have been really hard without having that anthropology job. And then late July, I got called back into work and I just wasn't fully recovered from COVID yet. I was doing my best, but it was really hard. Like it was so exhausting. Every shift, I was really just unable to do anything else other than work like my several shifts a week. And in the beginning, I was working a ton, so it was okay. And then I got less and less shifts, but they were just as exhausting. So anyway, by about the end of August, I realized I I just couldn't do it. And it wasn't that, again, I probably shouldn't have called it my bad job because the job wasn't bad, but it was bad for me. And it forced me to make a really hard choice. Do I give up content creating right now and focus on this job? Or do I quit this job and pour myself into content, into doing what I actually really want to do with my time anyway, even if I'm not making any money at the moment? And I'm really grateful for my bad job because it forced me to make the best choice I have made for myself in a long time. And I can't tell you how good I feel and how right now the universe is showing up for me. It really is. And maybe someday when I have more concrete things to talk about, to show about this time, I'll be excited to share it because I feel like this is the time that I'll look back on really fondly when things have gotten easier and better. You know, sometimes you can just tell this is like the moment. Anyway, so thanks to my bad job for forcing me into this perfect dream life. Number nine, I'm really grateful for Vincent's interest in photography right now. He has been taking my photos on Instagram for two years. And if you scroll way back in my Instagram, he's taken some beautiful photos. I'm so grateful for all of the things that we have from France, the gorgeous pictures in Paris. I, I feel like that was a really beautiful moment for us. But even then, Vincent had no interest in photography. And he's smart. So he just kind of figured out what he needed to do to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. And that was where it was kind of left. And he's just been working on his own thing. You know, he started building his own YouTube channel. And and as he started to be more creative day to day on his own, he's started to become truly interested in photography. Like he's really started to feel invested in what we're creating and in our equipment and and learning about it. And that is so exciting. It's given me such a boost. When we go out now, you know, we just, so we just bought a second camera, which actually is my number 10 new tech. Um, we just bought a second camera because Vincent has been so interested in photography that he is not happy anymore with me vlogging on our camera and him just standing around waiting. He wants to be able to, you know, play around with a camera too. And so now we have a second camera, a vlogging camera that I can use for videography. And he's got our DSLR that we can use for photos. So nine and 10, Vincent's new interest in photography and our new camera are so thrilling to me. It makes me so excited. Every time we leave the house, we both have a camera in hand and that is so cool. Okay, number 11, thrift stores. I took a long break from thrift stores and I've just kind of recently rediscovered them and I feel so dumb for not having done that sooner. New York City is the best place in the world for thrift stores, I think. There's just such a huge, diverse group of people here that are also 
you know, clothing conscious and recycle conscious. So you got a lot of really good stuff in thrift stores, man. I'm so grateful that we kind of rediscovered them together and that our tastes definitely gravitate that way anyway. And it's just been so fun to like have that be part of our outings is to go stop in a few thrift stores and see what we find. And it's it's just been a joy during this COVID time to like have that to look forward to. That's like an inexpensive, really cool hobby. Number 12, our neighborhood. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about Inwood Manhattan if you're looking for an affordable place to live that's technically Manhattan. I really love having the New York, New York address and just the ease of having underground trains straight to downtown express without having to deal with the crazy stuff in the boroughs on the weekends. I just love living in Manhattan. And then also at the same time, having an affordable place to live is so, it's just, I just, I just love it. We want to stay here as long as we can. And our neighborhood in particular is just Oh, there's just something so special about it. We've lived here for almost two years and our grocers know us. We love the bodega lady on the corner and Vincent has the barber that he's been going to from the beginning whose name is Ray and he waves to us every time we pass by his shop on the way to the train and it's just the streets are quiet and full of like little families with dogs and kids and the parks are so beautiful right across the street from us. It's just it's just special and it's been so great to be here during COVID and just feel like there is a little kind of community of people that know us, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel quite so alone. So I love our neighborhood right now. I'm so grateful that we live where we do. And along the lines of our neighborhood, number 13 is living in New York city. Even now guys, <laughs> there is really and truly nowhere else we would rather be. We even, we talk about needing to get out of town, but then we just love our routine and our little life here so much that we we haven't traveled because we just enjoy being here. We really do. And I think that is a huge blessing. And I know so many people have not been that lucky during this time. So I am really counting my blessings on that one. Number 14 is new friends. Vincent was at the laundromat um, the other day and he heard someone speaking French and he was like, hey, I love hearing French. And then that guy's wife showed up too and Vincent chatted with them for like 20 minutes. And it turns out that the guy's French, the girl's American, just like us. They got married really recently and are living here, I think, for another month before they head back to France for a couple months and then they'll probably be back here. So, so exciting. We had no idea. And we were so glad to have met them when we did. And we invited them over on election night. Um, COVID safe. She works in a hospital. So she's been tested frequently. That was good. Yeah, they brought like a really good bottle of wine. He's a French chef. So of course, the food that he brought was divine. And it was just like a really fun night hanging out with new people and new people who we totally relate to. So that was cool. And that's the kind of really fun things that happen in neighborhoods like ours, you know, where there's a neighborhood laundromat and you all hang out. And you have an excuse to sit and talk and people want to sit and talk because this is New York. And yeah, super fun. We love new friends. Even if they don't get to be here for long, we're excited. <laughs> Number 15 is a small one, but our bed. We have had this bed for two years. Guys, it is literally like a $200 Ikea mattress with like a really good memory foam topper. We are super dedicated to changing our sheets every single week. We have two sets of sheets that are identical and like pillowcases and everything too. So every single week we wash one set and put the fresh set on. So our bed is always amazing. It is so comfortable and clean and fresh smelling and cozy. And it's been two years. Every night I climb into bed and I'm just like, ah, like I, I can't. It's the small things. Honestly, um, if you are listening to this and your bed is not comfortable, find the $100, spend the $100 to buy some kind of wonderful topper to make it comfortable. I can't tell you what a difference it makes. It is important. Do not sacrifice comfort and good sleep. <laughs> Don't skimp on that. 
Uh, this is another small one. Six, number 16 is pumpkin pie. This kind of goes along with the holiday season. Um, we are currently devouring our second pumpkin pie of the year, and it will not be our last. <laughs> we both love pumpkin pie, and it's just the best treat. And I love that I restrict myself to only having it during the holidays because it really just evokes so much good nostalgia. My family at home loves Costco pumpkin pies. We don't have a Costco membership, so we don't go to Costco. But just our local grocery store has like literal $4 pumpkin pies that are so yummy. And we just have the Ready Whip in our fridge all the time. And yeah, pumpkin pie is like my daily treat during the holidays. And it just feels right. It makes everything better. If you like pumpkin pie, I'm really sorry if you don't. I, I like I legitly feel bad for you. <laughs> Number 17, along with pumpkin pie is Trader Joe's pumpkin spice. Oh my gosh. Since I added that to my morning coffee, it's my favorite thing. My morning coffee consists of like a little scoop of sugar in my hot coffee. I foam some oat milk and put that in there. So it's like nice and foamy, kind of latte-esque. The Oatly Barista Edition oat milk, by the way, is so good. And you can get like a huge bulk pack of it on Amazon for like 50 bucks, like 12, 32 ounce containers for 50 bucks. So if you're not on that Oatly game yet, that's one way to make it really affordable. So I do that and then I top it. I just sprinkle a bunch of Trader Joe's pumpkin spice on top. It, <laughs> It's life-changing and it feels holiday-ish without being overwhelmingly spicy and it's just perfect. It's just made every single morning even that much better. So I really am loving Trader Joe's pumpkin spice on almost anything, really. Um, oatmeal, yogurt, everything. <laughs> Number 18, finding purpose and feeling busy in the right ways. I've recognized over time and especially over the last few months that there's a difference between the wrong busy and the right busy. There's a wrong busy where you just feel like you can't keep up and usually a lot of that has to do with being disorganized and not using your time efficiently during the day and there's a right busy where you're filling your time with things that you love to do and that move you forward at the same time and for a long time I was suffering from feeling the wrong kind of busy and it was exhausting. And I feel like I have got my morning routine down. My day starts strong. Even if I lose it in the middle a little bit, I feel so good about working late. Last night, I was up at my computer until about nine o'clock editing and posting my vlog for today and then writing up this podcast script and then like organizing photos for Depop and it just felt so good like it didn't feel like work like this is stuff that I love this doesn't feel like work to me this is just fun creative stuff and it happens to also make money which is really cool but you know it's it's just fun and I don't mind doing that until about 9 p.m. that doesn't feel hard to me Whereas there were definitely other things I was filling my time with before that felt really hard. So I'm grateful for feeling the right kind of busy that motivates me and inspires me and keeps me going rather than drains me. Number 19, this one's kind of abstract, but I wrote learning how to dig deep and reflect. That kind of has to do with morning pages, just the ability to look at things objectively, to take a step back and examine emotions and start to understand where they might not be real and where they might not be right and be able to look at facts and statistics and things and take them for what they are. It's kind of along the lines of like really trying to internalize a little bit of the scientific method, right? Not coming to the table in your life with any kind of conclusion, but like examining the evidence and then making decisions based on what's already there. And that's something that's taken me a long time to learn because the way that I was raised was so emotionally based. Like you'll feel when it's right and God will tell you what to do and la la la. And I, I never really got that because I never really experienced that. And letting go of that has been really, really, really good for me this year. And I just feel 
so settled and able to make really so much better decisions for myself based on the best decision for me that is like evidence-based. I don't know if that makes sense, but being able to dig deep, objectively examine emotions, discard the stuff that doesn't work has been so good. And I feel like that's something that I've mastered at this point. And it's just so easy to have better conversations and, you know, quicker rebounds from hard days and all of that. Number 20 is along those same lines, learning to recognize when my feelings are real and when it's anxiety and coping mechanisms. I was literally just talking to Vincent about this yesterday. For a long time, I didn't even realize that I was suffering from some anxiety. It took a, a long time and a lot of like distance from, again, some harmful messaging to really start to understand like this feeling isn't real. This is just my anxiety kicking in and I need to push through. And then other times where it's like, this is my intuition telling me that something is bad. And there's a difference. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out. Along with that is like coping mechanisms for when it's anxiety. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I just started a Depop shop. I'm super excited about it. I've been wanting to find a way to sell something that I loved online for a long time because I just feel like that's something I'm good at. I'm good at sourcing things. I'm good at selling things. I'm good at marketing things in a beautiful way. And I enjoy it. So I've been I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a long time. And along with my love of thrift shops is realizing like, I think I have a lot to offer as far as beautiful, cohesive, you know, pieces that people might be really interested in that I can sell. And Depop is the place to do it. It's a Gen Z, very Gen Z, like focused on unique, fun finds versus name brand stuff compared to like Poshmark. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. It really doesn't matter. But that being said, I was really gung-ho about starting that, sourcing really cool finds from thrift shops and putting it on an online store basically is what I've been wanting to do. And I was really excited about it when I thought of it two weeks ago and I started, you know, ordering all the things and la la la. And then USPS took like two weeks to deliver the mailers that I needed, like flat rate mailers that you kind of have to have in order to do this kind of online stuff. And I didn't think it would take two weeks for them to arrive. And I lost all my like excitement for it. And it was replaced with a lot of anxiety about like, how is this going to work? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, you know, print shipping labels through PayPal. I don't know how to price items. There's just so much that it started to feel really hard. And it took me almost all of those two weeks to actually set up the camera and like start photographing the products I wanted to sell. And that should have been something that I'd been actively doing this whole time. I have a huge pile of clothes sitting here to sell that I have not been photographed because it took me a long time to get up the courage to do it. And it was just anxiety. It was just my anxiety about the unknown and fear that the pictures were going to suck that I, and I wouldn't want to post them. And um, just all of this stuff that came up that none of it was real. None of it was legitimate. I needed to just push through. And this is one of the first times where I've started a new big project where I've really recognized when it's anxiety and been able to like cope with it in a healthier way and also been able to reflect and realize, okay, here's what I can do better next time and here's what worked and here's what didn't. And I think that kind of analysis and, and, you know, reflection really does take a lot of work. And I think you have to be, you have to be at like the next level emotionally to be able to, to detach like that. And I feel really, really, really good about this time around. Just, I feel like I did it right. And I feel like next time will be even easier. And that's exciting to me. So 19 and 20, anxiety, coping mechanisms, reflection, that has been really life-changing for me this year. And I think it's showing in the decisions I'm making about how I spend my time right? Okay. <laughs> Back to a light one. Number 21 is acrylic nails. This sounds so dumb 
because it's so superficial, but I love acrylic nails. It is the one area where I'm a little bit high maintenance. I literally cut and dye my own hair always. I buy all my clothes from thrift stores. I wear sneakers. I barely wear makeup, but acrylic nails, man, I I don't know what I would do without them. They make me feel like a woman. They make me feel a little bit glamorous, a little more sexy. I So I get them done once a month. I love that once a month of just going and sitting at the nail salon. I like tipping generously and supporting the people there. That feels good to me to like have this regular thing. I have a relationship with them, you know, a good tip, a nice little conversation. I love having like a fresh color every month. It helps me almost kind of chronicle like when I took a picture based on what color my nails were, if that makes sense. It's so it's so silly, but I love I love acrylic nails. It's just if you don't like how your hands look or if you feel like very plain Jane sometimes, um, sometimes a manicure goes a really long way. So I'm so grateful that nail salons are open and that we could afford to let me have, you know, my $50 a month acrylic nail habit. And yeah, acrylic nails, man. Number 22 is my new face brush. I mentioned this in one of my recent vlogs, but I got this new face brush from Amazon. It, I've been looking for like a Clarisonic kind of dupe because I'm not about to spend $200 on a face brush. Um, this one was $30. It is the cutest little egg-shaped face brush. And there's just something that really works for me when it comes to washing my face with a face brush, you know, the vibrating and the extra exfoliating. I think my skin needs it. And it feels good to like take that little extra step of using this like tool as part of my routine. And then of course, after that, I ice roll also. So my new face brush is so great. It's linked in my vlog. If you go to my last vlog, I think it's number 56, you can find the link to that face brush there. I think it's called a Liberex. Anyway, yeah, super great. Love it. Um, It's added just a little extra to my morning and night face washing routine. Okay, another small one, number 23. There's this pen that I found in our collection of pens because, you know, every single person on the planet has a massive collection of pens. At least I hope they do. Otherwise, we are just pen hoarders. Um, There's this pen that I found for my morning pages. It is, I have it sitting right here. Let me show you. Let me explain it. It is Schneider brand, Slider Edge XB, Visco Glide technology made in Germany. It is like a three-sided, like a triangle-shaped pen, and it's blue. It's ugly. But I found it, and it's ballpoint, and I started using it, and oh my gosh, it is the smoothest, nicest pen. My morning pages just fly out of my fingers with this pen. I love it. I like how my handwriting looks with it. I like how smooth it is. It hasn't let me down yet. And when I started using it, Vincent was like, where did you get that pen? And I was like, I don't know. I found it in our stuff. And it turns out that it's a pen that someone gave him when he left on his mission like years ago. So this pen has had quite a life because it traveled from some random person's house in France all the way to New York City. And now it is um, helping with my life-changing morning page practice. So I'm really grateful for my pen because it makes morning pages a joy. Number 24, putting up string lights in our living room. We have a whole wall of string lights. There are string lights that we actually purchased for our wedding reception. And my mom just gave them to me after when we were done with them. And we put them up last year on the opposite wall from where they are now in front of like our computers. But then like literally the morning that we were leaving for Christmas, our like Christmas trip to Arizona, we woke up and the entire corner of the wall was bubbled up like it had leaked. We have had a few leaks in our apartment because we're on the top floor and there's been a lot of rain the last year. So literally the morning we were leaving, it was like 4 a.m. We had to go be at the airport at 6 a.m. Our string lights had fallen and we were so disappointed. So we just literally had to like rip them off the wall and just leave them 
all strewn about our living room for the entire time we were out of town. We got home and the leak was obviously a problem. It's actually taken until now for the leak to truly be fixed. It's kind of like moved down our wall a little bit more, but I think that the roofing guys came and it's like finally taken care of. But in the meantime, we put up our string lights on the other wall opposite, which has two windows on it. So we kind of had to like jerry rig it so that the string lights kind of drape around the windows. It's really hard to describe. Go watch my vlogs if you want to see it. It's in all the vlogs because we literally have them on all the time because they are just so nice. Like string lights add so much just beautiful mood lighting to a room. I can't tell you if you like the kind of more cute, you know, decorating look. I know that that's definitely not a minimalist approach. So it's not really what's very blogger-esque right now, but I don't care because I love how they feel. They feel good. They don't take up any, you know, floor space or anything. They're just on the wall. So I encourage that. String lights have made a huge difference in how the end of the day feels with the lights on and at night. It's just like, ugh, it's perfect. Okay, number 25 is my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel for a long time was a source of distress because it's growing honestly a lot slower than I expected. I put a lot of work into my YouTube videos and I think that their quality, they're at least, you know, they're the best quality that I know how to do. Obviously, some weeks are better than others because I do put out videos every single week. They're not going to be perfect. But I feel like I'm always trying really hard to make sure that they're at least entertaining, if not educational or interesting, at least entertaining. And my YouTube channel just didn't grow for like a long time. And when I took an eight-month break last year, I thought that that was just going to be it. And I, I took that break with about 300 subscribers. And when I came back from that break, I had... A little over 700 because a couple of my videos had been picked up. So like my New York City apartment tour video had been picked up and then a couple of my like how-to crafty videos, crochet and cross-stitch related, they had also kind of been picked up by the algorithm. And that was exciting for me to get hit 700. But then when I started back up again, I started to lose subscribers because I came back a little different than I had left. So of course, like people who had subscribed to me for one thing didn't want to stick around. That was depressing. I really thought that I was never going to be able to grow. But guys, she's growing. Every morning I wake up and I check my subs because I'm really excited about it. And every morning for the last few weeks, I've grown overnight and I'm so excited. (laughs) My YouTube channel just feels really fun right now. It feels good. I feel like I'm in the flow with vlogging every week and editing every week. And I just really look forward to it. Like it's just a place that I really enjoy being. And so if any of you guys are subscribed to my YouTube channel, thank you. Thank you for being there. I I love you. And you're the reason that I get up and do it every day because it's just, it's really fun to know I'm providing something to you. I hope I am at least. So yeah, my YouTube channel is a really, really great source of fun and friends and just excitement and creativity right now. Enjoy. I, I'm so grateful for it. Number 26, guys, we are almost done. Can you believe it? Wow, this, <laughs> this podcast is going to be on the long side. Um, number 26 is our daily walks. I mentioned earlier that we take walks every day and there was a time where we didn't and we just realized we really needed like a midday break and we've experimented a lot with when to take walks because, you know, Vincent and I both work from home and he does have a class schedule, you know, that he needs to work around, but he has large chunks in the middle of the day that are usually free. We experimented a lot with like if we need a daily break and it's good for us and we feel better when we take walks and, you know, get out of the house for a few minutes every day, when do we want to do that? For a while, we were doing them at around four or five o'clock like right before dinner and we ended up kind of almost like arguing or bickering or just not being really happy at least on our walks and like there's lots of times where I would want to take pictures while we were out because that was like the only time we were getting out of the house that day but then we were both kind of so tired and just grumpy that they just didn't turn out good and anyway so we realized like 
why don't we just change when we take our walks instead of trying to make that work? And so now we take walks in the middle of the day, like around two o'clock is usually when we have them scheduled on our Google calendar. And they're like the best part of the day. We always have really interesting, engaging conversation. It's like the perfect time for an afternoon coffee. So that works out good. A little like boost, energy boost there. And now we both have cameras. So we like go out and photograph the neighborhood and just like talk and enjoy spending time with each other. And it really is the best part of our day. I cannot encourage enough. If you work from home and you are not scheduling in time to get out of the house and go walk, just go walk, move your body, breathe fresh air. If you are not scheduling in time to do that every day, guaranteed you're not getting enough of that and you need it. You need it. So like take it from us, do it and do it earlier in the day rather than later. But that's become one of my favorite parts of our day. So I'm really grateful that we do that. And that's something that we both enjoy doing together. Number 27. This is the last one. I'm ending on a cheesy one because that's what you're supposed to do when you do a list, right? Love. I am so grateful for the love that I feel in my life. You know, even when life feels hard, the love that is in it for me makes it completely bearable, especially between Vince and I. Our relationship is so strong right now. And COVID has actually really helped with that for us because I think that we both are making conscious efforts to grow and change and improve all the time. Morning pages, again, life-changing for both of us as far as being able to process emotions independently so that we're not taking it out on each other, even though we spend literally 24-7 together. And just feeling like we are truly 100% on each other's team all the time and we have these insane goals that we're both so excited about and we just there we keep finding more and more things to love about each other and we keep getting closer and closer and um love from friends and family too is great but the love that vincent and i have is something that i would not replace for anything and that i would give up anything for if you're listening to this and like well i don't have that in my life um it's worth waiting for and it requires a lot of growth and change to accomplish so stick with it you'll be fine. You got this. Um, okay. That was 27 things. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this is interesting to you. I gave you a lot of kind of background info about how life's going right now and a lot of the things that are kind of making it fun for me. I hope I gave you some ideas on things you can add to make the holidays feel a little less weird this year. And um, thank you so much for listening. I love you. You know that. Don't forget to leave a review. Give me five stars if you feel like I earned it. I appreciate that so much. And um, catch you in the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you.